0: Our voice, our future. Join us as we explore the real power of youth rising. Youth rising. The Youth Rising podcast by NCS. Hey, I'm Eleanor and welcome to Youth Rising by NCS. This is a podcast for young people, by young people. In this podcast, you're going to hear youth-driven stories from right across England about the issues that matter to young people right now. We are so happy that here at NCS, we are keeping this podcast going during the UK's COVID-19 lockdown. This episode was in fact made entirely remotely, with no travel involved and strictly adhering to the government's lockdown rules. In this episode, our reporter, Chloe Taylor, spoke to Man City and England football ace, Jill Scott, about how Jill is inspiring others to stay active during lockdown, and what Jill is doing to maintain her own fitness. She also talks about what the Man City and England managers are doing to keep the team motivated during lockdown. We'll also be hearing from some of the members of the Youth Rising team around the country about how they found the Easter holidays during lockdown. But before I get started, I just wanted to remind you that this podcast is happening all thanks to NCS the program for 16 to 17 year olds that helps to turn all those no you can't into no we can Sunderland-born midfielder Jill Scott has gone on to earn over 140 caps for her country the second highest capped lioness Jill has been an ever-present in the England setup for the last 10 years she has competed in three European championships and four world cups including the squad that reached the semi-finals of the World Cup in France in last summer's tournament. And she was among the sporting names recognised in the New Year's Honours list, receiving an MBE for her contribution to the women's game. Our reporter Chloe Taylor was lucky enough to speak to Jill. So let's take a listen.
1: Hi, I'm Chloe Taylor and I'm super excited today to be interviewing Jill Scott on Zoom. Jill is a legendary footballer. I've literally followed her footballing journey for many years. Jill's actually been doing some really interesting things on social media to keep the younger generation fit and inspired. How are you, Joe? Yeah, all good, thanks. So how have you been um, and what have you been doing um, during lockdown? Yeah, I think it's a difficult time for
2: everybody, obviously more so the, the families that are suffering from the virus. So, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like one of the lucky ones, really, that obviously we're safe and well. Being in the house is hard, especially when I'm used to being out every single day. Um, I never usually spend time in the house, so it's been different. But yeah, it's been good at the same time, probably doing a lot of things that I don't get a chance to do,
1: like on a day-to-day basis usually. I love the football challenges you've been doing on Instagram. How important do you think it is for people to remain physically active? during lockdown
2: it's difficult isn't it when you when you're stuck in the house but I think being mentally ready I think the mental health is a a massive one and then obviously physically as well and I think if you can get out there and do a bit of a session whether it be in your back garden or in the living room I think it just kind of gives you that boost every day and gives you a little bit of structure to your day as well. So I've seen a lot of people were doing workout videos and I'm used to doing coaching on a regular basis. So I would have had some soccer camps coming up in, in Easter so it was just kind of a way of still trying to give the girls and boys as well and adults as well some drills to do because I think over the years I know that I've always had to keep on top of keeping my touch in football as well as my fitness so it was just a way of doing little drills that are easy, you don't need much equipment but yeah you're still kind of getting your football fix uh, three, four times a week
1: What's the reaction been like to that? Have you had loads of people you know, message you saying that you're doing a great job and kind of to really help them? Or?
2: Yeah it's been really good i've had because um, i do a little challenge at the end so i've i've had quite a lot of people sending the videos in and like really young children, which is it's been quite cute actually to watch because they can't do a lot of the drills, but they're just practising and practising and then they'll send us a video saying they've managed to do it. But it's taken me back to my childhood. I, I think nowadays a lot of our football training is it's very technical and tactical because you've got three games a week. So it's actually been quite nice just to revisit why i found that love for football in the first place just having a kick around with the ball doing some skills and tricks which i used to spend hours in the bat lanes and my nephew charlie he's been doing the challenges and Aww. i keep telling them you've got to practice 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 so yeah it's it's been good in that sense definitely
1: and like you said you'd be coaching right now and for those who are listening and, and don't know um jill actually runs a soccer school um all over the uk so basically um, team roles, girls. So if if that sounds like something you're interested in, definitely check out the website. It's Jill Scott, js8.co.uk. And Jill, it must be fun bringing that excitement back into
2: football. Yeah, I think so because I think we live in a world nowadays where it's a lot of iPads and iPhones, and I think. For safety reasons, kids probably aren't out on the streets as much as we used to be when we were little. So it's kind of nice to open them up to that world, I suppose. And they're very fortunate, a lot of kids, that they get lifts to football and they get lifts back. And I know it's a lot of pressure on parents as well. So it's kind of taking them back to old school days, I suppose, in a way, and just getting them to practice. And they've got a lot of time on their hands. I know they're doing schoolwork and stuff like that. But I think a lot of parents have been using the sessions as a bit of a PE lesson, which is very pleasing as well. And I've also had messages off schools who still have some um, children in who were the children of key workers and they've been doing it as PE lessons as well so yeah the reaction's been good and it's keeping me motivated because yeah. <laughs> I've got to keep thinking of new sessions and new challenges and and I honestly some of the videos I'm going to put one out this week of the amount of times I get so frustrated that I can't do it it's like I'm still like that <laughs> ten, 10 year old Jill in the back lane to be honest do you think you'll
1: continue to deliver the football technique drills after lockdown to keep this fun element for young people I mean, I guess to move the younger generation from phones and computers.
2: Yeah, I think it's so important. Obviously, as I said before, um, we know how devastating this this virus is. And if we can take any positives from this situation is, I think society was starting to go down that route of what's important in life. And there was a lot of children under pressure to have all the named designer clothes and being on the phones and the iPads and I think this time will really make us reflect and kind of teach children what's important in life nowadays and I think it, it is having them family morals and values that respect for each other because at the end of the day all them things that we've probably been focusing on buying a nice car or a nice pair of trainers if you think about this moment in time none of that stuff can help us it's more about how we treat people and the only people that's going to get you through this is the people you keep in touch with so I hope from all of it we can we can keep that up and as you say the exercise as well I've seen people getting out for walks a bit more because they've only got that hour where they can get outside and yeah it's definitely something I'll continue to do hopefully I can get back out on the grass and be coaching the kids but it's also a way for me to Maybe coach a few more children that maybe can't make the soccer camps through the internet. So, if it means getting people out and keeping them active, then I'm all for that.
1: Yeah. And obviously, like you're saying, like we do take things for granted. Like, I, I you can't just go and go to eat in a restaurant anymore or go to the shops or yeah. or do anything it's quite difficult and like you said before it, it is hard on people's mental health not being able to leave the house so the fact that people are putting content out there on the internet to keep people busy is really amazing so How have you been feeling? Like, it must be hard not being able to train every day, obviously, because it's your livelihood. Yeah, well, I still get an hour at
2: the minute where I can go out, so I still hit the field. I'm probably going to the pitch about five times a week doing like a running session some football and then um, I've been fortunate enough that Manchester City and England have provided us with equipment for the house as in weights but I'd be lying if I said I'm a fan of the gym and weights I'm really not so I've been kind of putting that side (laughs) putting it off a little bit if I'm I'm being honest I I am pretty old school in that sense I'll just go to the field I'll run and I'll work hard but um, yeah the gym side I'm going to have to push a little bit more <laughs> and I think it makes you realise how much you rely on other people to push you like if I go into football all the girls are doing a gym session so then it pushes you to do it so yeah that's been a, that's been a bit difficult in terms of motivating yourself but I think because I can still get that hour every day, just kicking the ball around and, and working hard, then I feel okay, to be honest. If if I'm being honest, I do
1: feel all right. Yeah, well, hearing a professional footballer say they didn't like going to the gym either is really comforting, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, <good>. definitely. <laughs> definitely. But um, <laughs> is it? There- is there anything you have discovered since isolation that you didn't know before? You know what? I'm I'm
2: such a person that I don't like structure in my life. I like... As soon as I feel like I've just done the same thing for a few days, I, I kind of start to go a little bit mad. I think because... We are structured when we're at football. So then in my own time, I'm just all over the place. So I think one thing one thing that I have relied on is having that routine and structure every day. I think it's important. (laughs) Um, Discovered a little bit of yoga as well. I've been doing that on a morning, not every morning, but some mornings and it kind of just kickstarts my day. What else have I discovered? I think I'm kind of because I'll go and train and the session will be hard then I think I've noticed that I can actually chill as well so I do quite like just having a coffee and just chilling out and the first week we were in isolation the weather was quite nice so it was all right just for sitting in the garden but it's changed a little bit now so I think
1: it's a bit easier it's a time to reflect, really, isn't it, and realise like obviously the valuable things in life. Like, like I said, go, just going out people take for granted. But yeah. what what does this mean? Like you said before, Man City gave you weights and stuff to continue training at home. But what does this mean for the actual club? When will you be returning? And when you do return, what happens? We don't know, to be honest with you. I think,
2: I think it's like everybody in the world, I suppose. Nobody knows when the virus is going to hit its peak. Nobody knows what will happen after that. And we're in exactly the same boat. I know there's always a lot of focus around football, but football for me is irrelevant in this time. It's just about keeping everybody safe and preventing as many people as, as possible from getting this awful disease. So. We don't know. Um, we're just sticking to the guidelines every day. We are keeping in touch with each other, whether that be via FaceTime or we have phone meetings like where the manager will speak to us maybe once a week. So, yeah, I think it's all just a bit... There's no point in saying, oh, we're definitely going to be in at this date. The league's definitely going to restart at this date because nobody knows what's going to happen. So I think for the time being, it's just about taking each day as it comes and making sure everybody's safety is a priority and and not football at this time
1: yeah I mean does it help you know having your teammates um, around you as well knowing that they're going through the same thing or yeah definitely
2: definitely I am I am missing I I think one thing I'm missing is going to get a coffee with them because after training I I do look forward to that social aspect so and I've tried to um, I tried to order some of the coffee from my favorite coffee shop but it came in like um, it's not the same no, nah, it came in like beans, you know, where you have to like grind them. So oh. I tried to grind them in my smoothie maker and then I think I burnt out all the blades. Oh my so God. So that was a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a disaster. But
1: yeah, uh, we're keeping in touch. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think will happen to the league? Like how, how do you feel after all the hard work your team obviously put in? Will that just go to waste now or is it going to continue like normal or is the league just going to get restarted from fresh? Well,
2: hopefully we can finish it off. But as I say, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It'll all depend on, on the months that we're allowed back training, but we've just got to take each day as
1: it comes, I suppose. What about England? Is that the same story there, Joe?
2: Yeah, they're keeping in touch all the time. The, the communication's been really good. Um, we we're, we're just kind of... As I say, just waiting to hear about, about fixtures and stuff like that. We we obviously heard the news that the Olympics is going to be moved and then we're just waiting on clarification about, about the Euros. That looks like it could go to 2022. But I think it's about just trying to look at the positives in this situation. So... If you think about it, then that would take us into a... We've always been talking about this two-year cycle of the Olympics and the Euros and getting a bit of momentum behind women's football, but we could look at it as a positive now and say, look, that's going to be a three-year cycle now. You're going to have the Olympics, you're going to have the Euros, and you're going to have the World Cup. So. I think we can look at that as a positive and just think, let's gather that momentum and really get everybody behind women's football
1: as they have been doing. You were recently named as the most capped England player ever at World Cup finals. How'd that feel? Yeah, good
2: achievement. I think being having been at four World Cups now, it kinda seems a bit surreal when my dream when I was younger was was to play for England. But if somebody had said I'd be sitting here now, having played I think it's 149 times. Then, yeah, it's kind of a, a pinch pinch myself moment. But these times are probably good to reflect on achievement and then also set more goals for the future as well. The most capped England player I was actually on FaceTime away yesterday. Farrah Williams, what a legend! And I think I think she's got about 173 caps, which which is fantastic.
1: Well, Jill, at 146 caps, you're only 27 away from equaling Farah Williams, yeah. and it's it's not really far to go. I mean, you, yeah, and you mentioned as well you, you wanted to set more goals. Is there anything else you still want to achieve or do you think
2: you've reached your dream? Yeah, I think I think I can definitely be proud of the career that I've had, but at the same time, I, I still have that drive and motivation to keep going. Um, I know I'm 33 now and people sometimes do focus on your age and ask when you're going to finish playing, but... I'm still doing well in, in fitness tests and I still feel like I'm, I'm competing well at this level. So I think until that time comes where I'm like, you know what, Jill, you've maybe dropped off or, or whatever, then I've still got stuff I want to achieve. I, I'd love to... I've got a bronze medal and a silver medal with England. I'd, I'd love to get a gold medal. Um, and then also with, with club as well, I still still want to add kind of um achievements in that sense as well so yeah you just got just got to keep going and I'd hate to I always think I've no regrets so I'd hate to finish playing and then think you know what I could have gone on for another couple of years so you're a long time retired so just got to keep trying to do my recovery and, and keep going really what have you been doing
1: to stay on top during isolation
2: I think one thing that's important is trying to keep your weekend a little bit so my Monday to Friday is is pretty similar like I'll, I'll get up as I said, I'll do a bit of yoga and then I've had my breakfast and then I'll probably just chill for a little bit. Maybe I've been watching this morning and then I'll have a bit of lunch and then get myself ready to go training and then I'll probably do a bit of weight and then yeah, and then just probably watch a movie or something on the night. So my days in the week are quite structured, but I think on a weekend I'll allow myself a little bit more of a lie in. And yeah, I think it's just important to kind of sign the week off rest, recover, I'll try and have a Sunday off, just no football at all, no weights, nothing, and then so that I'm ready to hit the week again on a Monday.
1: Yeah, I like that idea of kind of keeping your weekend and working in the week. That kind of gives you a little bit of structure. And then, you know, you know, your time to relax then instead of just slobbing out all day on the couch watching Netflix. Yeah, exactly. But have you been binging any series or movies? I started watching two days ago
2: Homeland. Oh, right. Yeah, I've got quite into it, to be honest. But I'm just trying not to go to bed too late because you don't have to get up for anything in the morning i was starting to go to bed about midnight and i was like no i need to get to bed earlier so it's hard when you start watching a series because you go one more episode one more episode so i've had to try and keep my discipline in that sense
1: yeah and a lot of kids are obviously um, like myself my college is actually off for two weeks now anyway so this would be our half term so my sleep schedule is just non-existent now (laughs) so getting to sleep early is
2: important like you said yeah Definitely. I think it's trying to like, if you try and get off your phone say an hour before you're going to go to sleep, I do find that that really helps because yeah. I think it just switches your your mind off a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. Thank you so much no for worries. the interview. It's It was really, really, really fun. <laughs> no
0: worries. Thank you so much to Jill Scott and to our reporter, Chloe. To find out more about what Jill's been doing and to take part in her football drills, follow her on Instagram at jillscottjs8. I'll be honest during this lockdown period I have become a bit of a couch potato not really been doing that much exercise getting a bit comfortable on my laptop but I'm really really proud of myself to announce that yesterday I started the couch to 5k journey big up anyone else that's been doing it and all the people that have been running for heroes and doing the 5k run I'm coming for you soon I'll be doing it too soon. But if anyone hasn't been doing that much exercise, genuinely, I really encourage you to do some. Yesterday before the run, I was dreading it so much. And honestly, by the end, I did actually feel a lot better. And I'm not saying that because I have to. If you haven't been doing exercise, try Couch to 5K or anything else because we have to keep our sanity during this lockdown. Do some exercise, feel better, and we'll come out of this 100% on top.
3: Rising.
0: Youth, rising. youth Rising by NCS. It's our voice, our, our future. future.
1: Join us as we explore the real power of youth rising. youth rising. Youth
0: Rising. The Youth Rising Podcast by NCS. You're listening to Youth Rising by NCS. The Easter holidays are normally a time to spend with family and friends, a time to have a break and to enjoy socialising outside of school, of college and of work. We're gonna hear from Llewellyn and Eva about how they are finding the Easter break during lockdown and how it's affected their daily routine.
4: So me and my mum actually the other day decided to do some drawing together. I always have really loved drawing and art and I did art A-level whereas my mum, she's never really done it and so I suggested we just try a simple task of just drawing a bowl of fruit and I gave her a few tips and we put on some music and we both just sat down and drew some fruit together, and she actually came up with some really, really good drawings. And I think she was actually quite surprised with herself. I wasn't expecting them to be that good, but she actually drew some really nice ones. And I don't know. I just think it helps to just try something different when you can.
3: Hi, my name is and I live in Dorset in the southwest of England. Today, I have done and achieved nothing, and I'm really proud of that. I think that being able to accept that doing nothing, even in these uncertain times, can be very helpful. And time does really need to be taken to recharge body and soul, especially by young people who have been stressed out by exams and just life for so long.
4: So I think we're a couple of weeks into lockdown now and I'm definitely finding that I'm a bit more chilled out about the whole situation. I think at first I was feeling so anxious because I just couldn't stop thinking about what I was gonna do with my time and how I was gonna use it. And I had this whole idea that I had to use this for some big productive purpose. But now I'm realizing that like, this is actually a really hard time for a lot of people. I've been doing a bit of yoga every morning and I try and meditate, but it can be, it can be quite hard to motivate yourself just to sit down and be with your thoughts for a while. I also am really into music production. I made a really silly dance song that would never ever get
3: played. Today, I actually did the only piece of preparation that I can do for virus permitting, my trip to university in September. Of going outside and taking some pretty photographs of sheep. The interesting process for these should take a few days and that'll keep the boredom away, I would hope.
4: I live in quite a small flat and we don't have any outdoor space so i've been making a real effort to try and change up um each walk i do per day because i know we're only allowed one walk and i've definitely been sticking to that it's been challenging trying to find things to do but i think it's helped me to value what i had already going for me at home and it's really helped me to value just normality and the everyday activities that we always take for granted and obviously has just really shown how important our NHS is.
0: Thank you to Llewellyn and to Eva for sharing your thoughts with us and if you want to share your stories with us then please do get in touch. You can send your voice notes and personal audio diaries to somethingelse.com. Note that there isn't a G in the something. We think that it is really important to give all young people a voice. So please, please share your experiences. Just before we go, we wanted to share with you some of the things that we've been doing to stay active since lockdown. Because what is all this extra time at home if not to discover something new? Each week, we'll be bringing you our lockdown lowdown.
1: I've gone on runs with my dog <laughs> which has been really fun and now I'm unfortunately quarantined in the house so I've also been running up and down the house <laughs> to do my daily 5k or whatever which has been absolutely hilarious um, but also really good exercise because the constant turning um, actually feels more of a workout.
3: To stay active I've been playing football with my family.
4: I've been trying to keep active by practicing my kick-ups with good form so I can do more than 10 with pretty decent form. And I've also been trying to do some home workouts using YouTube videos.
1: To stay active during this time period, I've been trying to get into running. Running on a treadmill and running outside, it's completely different for me.
4: So yeah, each day I've been trying to do a bit of yoga in the morning and then I'll go for a walk every day
3: or a run. During lockdown, I've been trying running and exploring the immediate countryside around my village. I've always been more of a sprinter when it comes to athletics, so trying these more endurance-based sporty things has been an interesting challenge. I'm
1: a dancer, so I've been doing my ballet bar work and I've just generally been putting on music and having a little dance party. So I think, yes, I've been exercising and like hardcore exercising, but also doing it for my mental health as much as my physical health, which has been really fun.
0: Thank you to everyone across the Youth Rising team for your recommendations. Thanks for listening to this episode of Youth Rising by NCS. Each week, we'll be bringing you stories of how the coronavirus pandemic is impacting young people across England, from changes in our day-to-day lives to exploring our new futures. Join us next week as we look at how the pandemic is affecting young carers. Plus, we'll be bringing you more of our stories during lockdown.
3: Rising. Youth, Rising. Youth Rising by NCS